Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Revive the spirit of the humble, and revive the heart of the contrite ones. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Venite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long as I grieved with this generation, and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 89 begins on page 450. We will recite verses 1 through 19. My song shall be always of the loving kindness of the Lord. With my mouth will I ever be showing thy truth from one generation to another. For I have said, Mercy shall be set up forever. Thy truth shalt thou establish in the heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever, and set up thy throne from one generation to another. O Lord, the very heavens shall praise thy wondrous works, and thy truth in the congregation of the saints. For who is he among the clouds? that shall be compared unto the Lord. And what is he among the gods that should be like unto the Lord? God is very greatly to be feared in the counsel of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all them that are round about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is he? Thy truth, most mighty Lord, is on every side. Thou rulest the raging of the sea, thou stillest, stillest the wave where, waves whereof they arise. Thou hast subdued Egypt and destroyed it. Thou hast scattered thine enemies abroad with thy mighty arm. The heavens are thine, the earth is also thine. Thou hast laid the foundation of the round world and all that, that therein is. Thou hast made the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice in thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm, strong as thy hand and high as thy right hand. 
Righteousness and equity are the habitation of thy seat. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people, O Lord, that can rejoice in thee. They shall walk in the light of thy countenance. Their delight shall be daily in thy name, and in thy righteousness shall they make their boast. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy loving kindness thou shalt lift up our horns. For the Lord is our defense, the Holy One of Israel is our King. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The 21st chapter of the first book of Kings. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, next to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. So Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near next to my house, and for it I will give you a vineyard better than it. Or, if it seems good to you, I will give you its worth in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give the inheritance of my fathers to you. So Ahab went into his house sullen and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed and turned away his face and would eat no food. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said to him, Why is your spirit so sullen that you eat no food? He said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreelite, and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else, if it pleases you, I will give you another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. Then Jezebel, his wife, said to him, You now exercise authority over Israel. Arise, eat food, and let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. And she wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed them with his seal, and sent the letters to the elders and the nobles who were dwelling in the city of Naboth. She wrote in the letters saying, Proclaim a fast, and seat Naboth with high honor among the people, and seat two men, scoundrels, before him to bear witness against him, saying, You have blasphemed God and the king. Then take him out and stone him that he may die. So the men of his city, the elders and nobles who were inhabitants of his city, did as Jezebel had sent to them, as it was written in the letters which she had sent to them. They proclaimed a fast and seated Naboth with high honor among the people. And two men, scoundrels, came in and sat before him, and the scoundrels witnessed against him, against Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth has blasphemed God and the king. Then they took him outside the city and stoned him with stones so that he died. Then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. And it came to pass, when Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give you for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. So it was when Ahab heard that Naboth, when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab got up and went down to take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who lives in Samaria. There he is in the vineyard of Naboth, where he has gone down to take possession of it. You shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, Have you murdered and also taken possession? And you shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, 
in the place where dogs licked the blood of Naboth, dogs shall lick your blood, even yours. So Ahab said to Elijah, Have you found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring calamity on you. I will take away your posterity and will cut off from Ahab every male in Israel, both bond and free. I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah, because of the provocation with which you have provoked me to anger and made Israel sin. And concerning Jezebel, the Lord also spoke, saying, The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. The dog shall eat whoever belongs to Ahab and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field. But there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord, because Jezebel his wife stirred him up. And he behaved very abominably in following idols, according to all that the Amorites had done, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So it was when Ahab heard these wor those words that he tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his body and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went about mourning. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, See how Ahab has humbled himself before me. Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring the calamity in his days. In the days of his son, I will bring the calamity on his house. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th verse of the fourth chapter of the book of James. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For if it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields which you kept back by fraud, cry out. And the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord. You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned, you have murdered the just. He did not resist you. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth 
waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter, later rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Here ends the second lesson. The Shorter Form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, for as much as without thee we are not able to please thee, Mercifully grant that thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth their eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson from Kings today provides a meditation on, you know, rulers and justice. Um, what Jezebel does is to um, 
pervert justice in order to get what you know King Ahab wants. Uh, and good rulers use their power in order to um, enforce the boundaries of life for the people they rule over. And this was the essential purpose of the Torah in its daily applications. It had boundaries to life. And so, for example, Naboth owned his vineyard. It was given to him as an inheritance. He had an, an inalienable right to it. A leader couldn't take that from him. That's why he wouldn't sell it. You're not supposed to sell. You can't sell it. It was literally unsellable. You could, you could, if you got into debt, you could lease it to someone until the jubilee year. But it wasn't for a king to come and take it. And um, so the king is supposed to, the, the ruler is supposed to enforce that and keep people from um, intruding on the boundaries of other people. And this is really, in, in essence, when we pray in the liturgy uh, that, that rulers will punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue, because in a sense, all sin is um, an offense against the unity of the community. It is somebody taking something they have no right to at the expense of someone else. And God is the great king the moral law that he enforces is this thing that that orders life with boundaries and um a, an earthly king a ruler or leader is to be subject to that divine law and needs to be the conduit of that divine law for his people and this is why we pray for rulers in our in our liturgy um because when they execute justice maintain the moral boundaries that God has established, life, we live in peace. When they don't, when they begin to exercise their power for their own ends, the, the integrity of the society begins to break down and consequences ensue. And as we see from this story, unfaithful rulers will be held accountable for that. And, and it doesn't end well for Ahab or Jezebel because they're accountable too. They are stewards of power given to them and that's really the, the perspective we should take as Christians on any position of authority we've been given. We're a steward of a power given to us by God, and we have the right to administer according to justice. Uh, and as we, as the psalm meditated, righteousness and justice are the habitation of his seat. God looks upon the things that are just. And when we rule as mothers and fathers, as leaders, wherever we are, we do so as a steward of this thing, adjudicating justice as best we can. And that's how the order of the culture is, or our families or our companies or whatever it is, is maintained. When that begins to break down, when one begins to take what they want at the expense of other, that then that the world breaks down. We see this all of the world now, and you know, without any specific examples to cite, that, that the maintaining of justice is really essential to peace. And that gets us to our New Testament lesson where James talks about, you know, come now, you rich. It's a rhetorical device uh, that he uses, come now, you rich. And the rich here are not merely people who have resources. We get from his description that um, they, they've withheld the wages due to the worker. They, like Ahab, have used their power, their authority over workers to transgress the law, to not pay their workers what they had coming. And, and, they'll be held accountable for that. 
And the second rhetorical, come now, you who say, let it, you know, we will go here and there and make a profit. This is the people who are, are don't subject their plans to the will and word of God. Um, we have an idea, but as Christians, we should bring that idea to God and ask for wisdom and guidance and in, in the carrying out of the plan. And we always have to be able to accept uh, what we might call the divine veto that we discover some real good plan we had was not the plan of God for us. And um, because we understand that God's larger purposes are good and loving, and sometimes our short-term inclination for something, though it seems so good, it's such a good plan and I want to do it, may not be God's will. And that's that's that humility we need. We started that verse, the, the, uh, God dwells with the, those who are humble, uh, because we have to have the willingness to let go of our great plan so we can enter into God's plan and enjoy the blessings that come for us and come for all God's people within that plan. And the key here is this that James ends with is patience, um, that which is really perseverance, which is don't stop doing good and following Christ because in the temp temporarily there's a pressure or a a pull against it or a resistance. We persevere in doing good and eventually uh, the crop will come. Uh, and we should note that patience isn't just sort of sitting still because he points to the patience of Job who argued with God and prayed for God, but he didn't sin against God. He, God can handle our, our processing of the emotions of disappointment, but we have to hold on to Jesus and to right action in the midst of all of that. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Uh, we'll continue the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, then unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, 
and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for prayer this morning. Missed being with you last week. Appreciate your prayers when we were at Synod. All uh, went pretty well there. So thank you. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Jack, I'm in Motown. You had a good uh, good night at uh, South Bend the other night. It was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. You guys had a tough one. <laughs> Yeah, but it was actually it's it's a loss that we can and I think it doesn't torpedo our season quite like that did for SC. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so. All right. We'll see you. Right. See you Wednesday. Bye. Peace.